And now for something completely different. Four, three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the future. Remember, no guts, no galaxy. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast 151. I'm your host, Phil. Darren is not here. I'd like to apologize. He is not feeling well. He's actually under the weather. I believe he caught whatever side strafe had at Metcon. So... I'd like to take this moment to say, Mama Bear, get well soon, rest up, drink lots of water, and rest, man, and uh, you'll be back soon. But anyways, quick shout-outs to everyone in chat. Hopefully you're having a great day, night, morning, wherever you are in the world. What is going on, guys? Bam! Here we are, back for Podcast 151. This is actually the first time I am doing a podcast by myself, so... Instead of me thinking I'm going to be talking to myself, I'll be talking to you guys. But it is December 7th, 2016, and we are back from Metcon, and man, do I have a bunch to go over. Um, And yeah, I actually wanted to take the time to sort of go over last podcast. We actually talked about this trip and uh, in detail. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and do that. But uh, yeah, guys, don't forget, if you'd like to help support the podcast, retweets are appreciated. Go drop those links in the chat. They go a long way to supporting uh, the podcast. But uh, yeah, some uh, some first quick shout outs. I'd like to say thank you to everyone at MetCon, um, all of you guys who me and Darren met, uh, and just the overwhelming support you guys showed. You guys had, you know, just nothing but uh, positive thoughts. And uh, I just want to say thank you. It is a pleasure meeting all of you guys, and I'm sure we're, I'm going to be talking about that soon. But I just wanted to get that out of the way. It really it means the world to me to to have you guys come up and share your experiences, your positivity, and uh, that's that's what we do it for. And uh, so yeah, thank you, um, not uh, the other way around. Thank you guys. Uh, but okay, let's go dive into um, let's go let, let's break down Metcon. Um, <laughs> Uh, first off, uh, for those that were there, uh, the location, I felt like Metcon at the Commodore Ballroom was fantastic. Like you, you walked in, you went up some stairs, you came into the venue. It was nothing but Battletech around Battletech McWarrior. Uh, we had the banners up on the, uh, the, the second story there. It just, it felt, it looked fantastic. I was super excited. I actually helped out with the banners, just saying. Just saying. Um, and those actually took longer than uh, what you think. They were actually, for those that don't know, the banners, all, all the uh, faction banners, they were like 18 feet tall. Um, and we had to condense them into smaller versions because we couldn't have them hanging low enough to where people could hit them with their heads. Like the venue was like, no, you can't do that. And then like securing them, we couldn't bolt them into anything. So it was... It was one of those things where we had to get creative, but um, they looked fantastic. The first thing I thought was, can I take home the Clan Wolf one? And they said, no, these are all going in the office afterwards. And I said, well, if one is missing, it wasn't me. Right? And I think everybody that uh, like saw him was like, ooh, I want one of those. So it was fantastic uh, as far as that. Uh, and then also like the order. It was actually really cool. I, um you know, they're like, what, what order? You know, there's six IS and four clans. And I was like, how about we do, like, the clan evasion in the middle? You know, Jade Falcon, Wolf, you know, Ghost Bear, and then, and you know, Smoke, Smoke Jaguar. And then, you know, anyways, it worked out. So, anyways, that was really cool. Um, so, great location. Um, it was a long, long day. Uh, for those that uh, showed up uh, around 12, it went all the way to... Uh, you know, pretty much 12 o'clock. Um, I got there around, like, uh, I think it was around 10 and uh, just prep and stuff like that. But prep had been going on for months previously. And um, I think it really showed. I mean, you guys that were watching and you guys that were there, uh, I think a lot of people were didn't know really what to expect at metcon right like they you know they for those that have been to the steam launch party this wasn't like that and for those that remember san francisco this was a huge step forward and i know i talked to a lot of the comp uh teams out there that came and they didn't know what to expect right and knowing how much work and effort went into it ahead of time with the planning and prep I was so excited when people were like, holy crap, this is amazing. It looks awesome. Just Battletech everywhere. Um, And so, like, for me, the location played into uh, 
uh, a big part where people could sit down. It was going to be a long day. And that was a big uh, thing to me is people were actually able to sit down. Um, At the San Francisco launch party, it was pretty claustrophobic. uh, And, uh, you know, I think this fixed it. So people were able to chill, relax. It's going to be a long day. And um, that was awesome. And, of course, we had lunch, dinner, and, like, snack bars and, and beer and beer tickets. And beer tickets were getting given out left and right, I think, over at Solaris as well. Um, and food, uh, did you, did you guys have any complaints? All I know is I had plenty to, to eat. I had lasagna, there was a taco bar, there was poutine, um, pretty much anything you can think of. The food was on par. I was really happy with that. And it was prompt. It was early. Um, you never went hungry. There was, uh, gosh, was, there was wings. Um, so I don't think, uh, that was a problem out there with everyone, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, guests, PGI, staff, Mitch, the HBS guys. It was really cool. Like, um, So what I was doing is I was basically sort of a helping hand behind the scenes. Uh, for those that were there, I had this headset on. I was basically listening to all the chatter that was going on, and you guys didn't get to hear that. And so, like, there's chatter going on when the, the, the matches were being played. The, um, you know, um, Mike and Ben weren't being uh, interrupted, but they could be if needed. And there was a few times we were dealing with some technical stuff and uh, but uh, it was really cool because I was able to run around, grab people that were uh, needed, um, or move to a location and, and do like an interview. And the interviews were really awesome. Uh, being able to like actually like talk with Randall, uh, talk with the hair, Hairbrain Schemes guys, and that was actually my first time meeting them. Um, so to me, that was like it was just fantastic. It was like, dude, like I don't know if you guys have watched it. Like I'm like, dude, this is like Jordan right here. That's that's the man, right? The the myth, the legend, the Godfather himself. Um, so interviewing those guys was fantastic, and it felt just, you know, just like how you see him on like uh, the the podcast, and just like how you see him on BattleTech, right? Uh, it uh, the um, Death from Above. That's how you know Mitch and Mike are, and and Jordan. And uh, Tyler, uh, super awesome. You can have conversations with them, and it, it, it was really cool to meet them. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, Randall Bills and uh, Catalyst Game Lamps, they had a lot of volunteers there. Um, I was able to talk to him um, and also check out their – they had basically Alpha Strike setups and stuff going on in the corner. And all the minis. They had a mini Atlas um, and a mini Timby, and by the way, Foxy Short Bus won the Atlas on a giveaway. I don't know who won the Timberwolf, but you lucky bastard, whoever you are out there, lucky. Um, but yeah, so we also had Duncan Fisher there for, you know, obviously George Ledoux. Uh, it was a pleasure actually finally meeting him. Um, just super nice guy. Um, you know, he, he was asked, Hey, would you mind doing this, uh, quick, you know, introduction at the very beginning? And he did it right on spot, uh, flawless. And of course, you know, it was big to him and, you know, seeing how his reaction was, uh, you know, during throughout the, the, uh, event. I mean, I think a lot of people just, uh, really liked having conversations with him and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting too, because it's like, I was asking him, um, you know, he did this character for this this giant robot stompy game, you know, and next thing you know, that's been one of his most successful, if you will, it, you know, that created this this cult following, right, Duncan Fisher. Um, and all, all I took away from this is hearing him do this, I would love to see his announcing character, Duncan Fisher, in you know these solaris 1v1 2v2 4v4 you know maps i don't know about you but hearing him over the loudspeaker would be fantastic i know we we heard him in mechware living legends um and i think it'd be great hearing him uh again in uh mwo Uh, but that's just my personal opinion has no reflection of pgi i just think it'd be great to actually hear him when you drop in the 1v1 match which some of you guys got to play and a lot of you guys got to watch I think it'd be fantastic, you know, as you're coming up the elevator, you know, welcome mech fans, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I just, we need to make it happen. So, uh, yes. Anybody, do you guys agree in chat? I think, I think it'd be, I think it'd be fantastic. Um, Sidestrafe was there, but he was not feeling well. I hope, hopefully he's feeling a little bit better. Um, and Darren now has the crud he had. 
Um, but uh, he was there. And then you guys got to see Trainzy TV. He had a blast. Um, I think when I interviewed him, he was like eight beers in. It, he was already like lit. Uh, and uh, he composed himself really well during the, the sit down chat. So I guess there's that. Um, but uh, it was awesome meeting him. Um, the first time I actually got to see him was, was it Saturday? No, Friday. Friday. Um, a lot of the, the refs and everybody was, you know, able to do a, a walkthrough of the office on Friday and they had gone out to lunch. And, uh, so we, and he had arrived. So we went and met him and, you know, as we're, he's walking down the sidewalk with his hat, you know, we're able to, you know, um, say hi, ran up and he like picked me up and, you know, he's a freaking tall dude, right? Like you're like, Oh shit. Now, I mean, everybody's tall. I think that that's, you guys made that abundantly clear and, all the comments of photos and Twitch and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> when we first started the night and we did the whole backstage like, hey, why hasn't the, the stream started stuff? Of course, I look at chat and all they see is, you know, comments of Phil being so short, you know, and I'm like, guys, you know, Darren's like, you know, a tree, right? Anyways, it was it was great, but uh uh, yeah, so it was awesome meeting uh, uh, Trainzy, and you know, um, uh, we we had a few guys that weren't able to go. You're five two, right? No, I'm five seven. Uh, but you know, but when you're standing next to people that are like six five, right? Uh, you know what? I fit in a tank better. You know, so I guess you got to take the you know, I have a lower you know center of gravity. I'm able to turn quicker. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, and then. We also got to meet Bandit and MDM, and let me just say, it has been a pleasure watching those two evolve and improve over the course of uh, the the Mecha Online tournament. We, I remember, it was first approached when when all the planning and prep started. Um, me and Darren had about you know said we need to get these guys. Look what they're look what they're doing with MRBC. Look what they're doing with limited resources. We need to get them. And guess what? I think, in my opinion, it paid off fantastic. Not only the professionalism, the ability to adapt and overcome while things were going on. Um, so quick shout out to Ben and Mike. You guys did a fantastic job. Amazing. I think you, you yeah, you raised the bar, man. And, and it, 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 was, it was awesome. And it was awesome meeting you guys. You guys were... In your mo- in in the moment, uh, and uh, you know, just sort of watching you from backstage as you guys were doing it live was was pretty damn cool. So uh, if you if you for those out there, if you haven't uh, gave Bandit and MTM, uh, you know haven't been able to say uh, you know thanks, make sure to do so. Those guys did great, and uh, look forward to you know again 2017. Maybe I don't I don't know, but also too uh, I'm gonna go out on uh, limb and say I actually really enjoyed. You know that it was your everyman um, sort of, you know, stream your 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 shout casting, right? The T-shirts, uh, you know. For me, I've never dug the League of Legends, Dota, ESPN, Ocho, you know, tie and all this, and they're, you know, I've never, I, and that's not MWO. And to see, just I don't know, it was really cool. I dug it, and uh, again, you guys did fantastic. So uh, thank you. Um, for uh, for representing and doing such a fantastic job throughout the entire, um, you know, just year. So um, we also had a Shimmering Sword. Funny enough, uh, like the first day I met him, he introduced himself as, you know, Anthony. Uh, and I just didn't even, it didn't even connect. And then like I, we were, as we were walking, like I turned around and I was like, hold on who are you again? He was like, Shivy. I was like, oh shit. Like it totally, um, it was, it was awesome. Like actually finally meeting new Shim and, uh, you know, yeah, him and Alex were up there, uh, being that the stars they are as far as uh, mech porn and, and creation. But, uh, yeah. So the entire thing was, was just fantastic for, for a Battletech fan to walk into that ballroom and you have all the IPs, all the big names there, all the big, um, all the big players. I mean, it, you had PGI, you had HBS, you had Catalyst, and then you had all the fans that were there because of that. Um, 
it was it was great uh and you know the the finals matches uh i don't know about you guys i can say it now i was rooting for 228 you want to talk about the nicest dudes ever the dudes that bring the party to the party the atmosphere the 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 motivation they had the attitudes they had they were just super appreciative to be there be there and just freaking had a blast from the first moment i got to meet jay-z and all of his guys it just nothing but positivity nothing but good things to say just holy crap like i was like jay-z is the nicest dude ever like if if anybody deserved to be there these guys they just talk about sportsmanship that that's what it was and uh thank you guys so much for just being that sort of positive uh sort of light and good times and uh being around aussies you know makes yeah it it yeah makes the the time good it was it was it was it was good times with those guys and then i got to meet uh eon synergy and the first uh day night i met them um didn't really know what to think i mean you know they're sort of soft-spoken uh, obviously english wasn't their uh first language uh, most of the time some of them it was the first time being out of the, their country um but by friday and then saturday uh the go- the guys were just super awesome and uh, i actually got to hang out with some of them on sunday and talk uh, throughout the day about mechware online and BattleTech and stuff like that and uh, you know props to them for really trying to bring it to emp and let's talk about the matches really quick um they almost pulled it away i mean that jenner backstab on the second round uh you know i felt like if if they would have been able to just take those mechs down and they pushed the fight on term line that's where it was um i feel like they would have clutched that match and taken it but it, it didn't happen and then emp was able to pull away and of course you know we know how that ended and then the the third match where it came down to where they won the fight but lost the cap race because a spider just that's all it was the difference between them winning and losing was a legged spider and the summoner left and it was i mean for those that watching that like that's that's how small of a margin we you know it was for error there for winning or losing um and so what i what i saw was they adapted their strategy. The very first match, they realized, okay, these guys want to play a long range. They're great at that. And they they shifted. They tried just rushing on Termaline, almost had it. And, of course, they brought the fight on the third match on Kenny Network as well. And to me, it was fantastic. Like, watching out on the big screen, by the way, uh, at the event, we had two huge screens, right? Um, and hearing the crowd, Right? For those that were there, like, and those are watching, like, it was legitimate. Like, everyone was cheering them on, and you know, like, oh crap, a kill just happened, or the the push and and stuff like. It was just to hear that. It was pretty cool, uh, right? To to experience that, um, and so, and of course, the the last rounds, uh, the finals. Um, props to Eon for for trying to to bring it because EMP is just such a damn good team that uh, you know you have to. It literally comes down to, and 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 I guess just sort of from the outside, the difference between the 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 top teams is that it's who makes more mistakes, and who makes more mistakes throughout the entire match, and it's those little things, and it, and and it all of course has to do with just sort of a an attrition, and uh, it literally came down to on those you know it just. Uh, favorite EMP and EMP by the way it was awesome actually meeting all of you guys you guys the sportsmanship between all the teams was fantastic there was no malice uh it was just it was super awesome being a part of that and you guys really showed the professionalism out there so hats off to uh, EMP for winning you guys obviously deserved it uh I mean and of course Eon and uh, 228 for being there you guys it, it was it was just a really cool experience again meeting everyone from different parts of the world and we all had one thing that we really enjoyed and we loved which was was you know mech online battle tech and you know talking to a lot of the guys and again going back to a lot of them didn't know what to expect from metcon right you know they didn't know what it was going to be like what it was going to you know what what was pgi going to do and um i think uh heim delight uh you know made a post uh i think it was yesterday on reddit and 
I think he said it the best, which was, you know, they didn't know what to expect, and and the bar was raised. They they were they were. I remember talking to uh, Proton and and Heim, and they were, they were like, you know, holy crap, this 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 raised the bar for first ever MetCon and championship. It definitely. It was it was awesome, and you know, of course, yeah. Just like uh, everyone was saying, there's uh, we know that if there is going to be a 2017 Metcon, that uh, there will need to be changes to the tournament and the the brackets and how you know all that seeding, all that. We we know that um, map selection, we know that uh, possibly even max as well. But for first attempt, it went awesome. And for me, being behind the scenes and Darren and and everyone behind, you know, PGI working behind the scenes, the biggest thing for us was you guys, the viewers, watching on Twitch, was it smooth? Was it, you know, effortless? Was it the transitions good? Audio good? Visuals good? And, you know, those are the type of things that uh, I felt like went very, very well. And, um, you know, and so we can take all that, apply what we learned, and then move if we are going to do a 2017 and i hope we do uh you know it it would i think this should be an every year thing i think that's 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 what it should be um but uh that's just that's just my opinion um uh let's see um so yeah we had the 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 rounds the main event right um and then we had history battletech with uh russ jordan mitch and randall and um guys i i just want to give again um, the amount of work Darren has done behind the scenes and even during the tournament, uh, making sure everything was going as smooth as possible. This guy has literally been... He... So, Mama Bear, I know, I've, I, know I said it. I'm proud of you. You did a fantastic job being the host. I know it It, it wiped him out. He was, he was mentally exhausted by the end of the night. But you did a fantastic job, and um, yeah, you know, uh, I just want to say thank you again for uh, all the effort you put in. And the reason I bring up he was just exhausted, you know, was he had been handling um, all the, the the paperwork for a lot of the the guests and teams, and and just everything behind the scenes, let alone just being there as well. He he just did a a phenomenal job. So uh, as always, uh, Darren, great job. Um, and then we had the the presentation by Catalyst and Hairbrained, uh, and then you know Piranha Games. Now the Hairbrained stuff we sort of already knew. Uh, they sort of covered some of the stuff that was um, released in their uh, uh, email uh, prior to the MetCon. And so let me let me just take a moment. I actually got to finally play BattleTech, the game. Finally, I was able to. And the good news is, it was fantastic. The bad news was it was still the old Gen Con one, uh, so it wasn't like an updated one that you guys hadn't seen yet. Now, they did update. They had the Griffin and Trebuchet. Uh, they switched out some of the mechs that you were able to play with, um, but I enjoyed it. Very fun. I can't wait to see you know where that game's going. And for those that uh, did the, as you guys heard, um, backers... Uh, January, February, they said the closed beta will be happening. And I asked, and you guys saw, for streamers out there, you will be able to stream. Uh, There's no, like, NDAs where you can't stream it. So you bet you we will be streaming Battletech the game right here on NGNG TV as soon as we can. Maybe even sooner. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Really Doug, the sort of uh, the 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 background story, and again, if you didn't check out, uh, they just released a Kickstarter update, so make sure to uh, go read that. Um, and uh, for those, again, you can still back that uh, project if you want. Uh, you can still do that. Um, we had various QA Q and A's um, throughout the day. Now, keep in mind, this is one of those things where uh, we will be making improvements if and when. <laughs> I keep saying if. Like there should be, there has to be a 2017. We need, we need. There has to be a 2017 Metcon. But one of the things that um, we realized was, uh, you know, maybe next year uh, those Q and A's should be front and center up on the stage or up front uh, and broadcast and stuff like that. I felt like uh, there there could be some improvements. Uh, they were sort of spread out and 
Um, it, it for the people that were there, that was nice. But for the the stream and stuff, we need to make sure uh, in the future that uh, those are broadcasted everything. So that that was one of the things that we actually talked about afterwards. Uh, of you know, hey, if we're doing this again, um, an improvement. So for those that uh, uh, made that note, um, the one v one map, by the way. Uh, I want more of that. Uh, I, I want the other 2v2, 4v4 maps. Um, Dennis, if if you're watching, I feel like Dennis and Elizabeth, you guys did a fantastic job. Obviously, it's a very small map, but aesthetically, I know that you were able to pour a lot more you know, into it uh, as far as uh, because it is a, a smaller map. But I think the 1v1 Solaris just showed how enjoyable it can be um and you know the first thing pops up for me is you know is this something that we want to see in game you know how could you how could you spin that would it be a a ranked uh you know ladder this or that and and one of the ideas ideas that me and darren talked about was i think that a solaris system if and this is like perfect scenario. If if you were to ask me, Phil, do you think Solaris should be in game? And this is my response: No. What? What are you talking about? This is what I propose. I think if the best scenario is this, PGI sees that there's a want and need for Solaris and ranked, you know, ladder play and stuff like that. This, I think, we should have an API system that kicks out a battle ID report. And the reason I say this, why it's so important, is then you let the community take it, do whatever they want with it, right, and run with the ball. I've seen so many games that have an API system like this, EVE Online, stuff like that, to where you literally could have multiple leagues or one central league out there that really takes it and um, is able to plug in. Again, you fight, you create a, a battle ID, you're able to plug that battle ID right into you know a browser, plug it in, and it pulls up all the information and all that. And it allows PGI to create the tool sets and tools needed, but then the community takes and runs with it. And then also, and again, this is just my opinion, you guys, um, is that then PGI could be, uh, uh, could support said leagues on an official basis uh with gifts or prizes and stuff like that and they don't have to worry about trying to cater to uh you know a million different ideas right they don't have to cater towards that they don't have to try to design solaris around that the leagues could do that themselves the players we know what we want right we know what we want um and uh and i feel like that would be fantastic if we had an API system that kicked out battle reports and that would be fantastic. And then you can think of, we could have multiple different um, Solaris style maps on private lobbies and go from there. Um, So, and with an API system as well, um, I'm about to drink some coffee. You can almost imagine some type of lobby system being created uh, to facilitate that again, tools, uh, right? You're not, and, and I, I don't know. To me, I just feel like that would be... It's a win-win. The community knows what they want. And instead of trying to, to cater uh, to a million different uh, possibilities and answers and opinions and thoughts, let the community decide and, and push forward. And again, I, I just feel like the 1v1 was a huge hit. And I know that if we do do a 2017... That should be uh, like front and center. I feel like there should be uh, more to that. I think a lot of people enjoyed the the downtime between the final uh, the finals matches and in between Solaris and maybe even having those being uh, shoutcast and stuff like that. Um, and uh, quick shout out to uh, uh, Laura BB Wolf, a fantastic job. She was over there the entire time, worked her ass off again, um, and uh, I know that ran a whole hell of a lot smoother than it could have been with her being there. So uh, thank you again. Laura, you did a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, um, the entire day was just packed. Uh, it was a little bit different working behind the scenes, um, right? Uh, but it, it was it was just it was so cool. Like you know, and then Russ gets up on stage and 
uh, me and Darren have known about uh, MechWarrior 5 for a bit now. And we hadn't seen it, uh, you know, per, per, we hadn't seen the footage that, uh, the, the trailer that was released um, until we got there and we were able to see it Friday. And it is a live demo. He actually sits down and plays it. Um, the difference uh, you notice is the like live recording during Twitch looked different than the one with someone on YouTube because it literally was him playing two different times, uh, actually multiple times. Um, and I, I think words sort of escape. We knew how big the potential was. Right, and I mean, it was like, holy shit, this is MechWarrior Five Mercenary single player. Do you, like you know, like people are gonna lose their shit, and and from my perspective, I was literally out on the the, the ballroom floor, and I'm looking up at Russ. I was off to to his right, off to the you know main stage left, and the trailers going on. People are losing their shit, um, and and. When the MechWare 5 came up in the fiery letters and, you know, MechWare 5 mercenaries, I looked to my right and this is, this is the best sort of reaction I'd seen was that front row of viewers. Mech the Dane was there and his face was pure ecstasy. It was like, fucking right! Like, everyone was like, yeah! You're right? And to see that... And enti- the entire crowd was losing their shit. I, I was like, he- Russ just needs to drop the mic and just fucking walk off stage. It had just been like game over, man. Like it was, it was, it was really cool. And um, it, you know, there. It's funny because me and Darren were moderating, uh, moderating, not moderating, monitoring the chat prior because you know you know oh announcements what's it gonna be oh it's gonna be another mech pack and it's gonna be you know this and that and we saw a few people like you know it'd be really cool but they're never gonna do it and then yeah it, yeah so the reveal i think worked out fantastic um i think it uh it it caught everyone off guard i mean uh, you know and so now we have it guys 2018 we have a single player experience how many people out there, right, just want that, right? You want to be the hero. You want to be, you know, the or the villain. Uh, you want to be uh, that taking charge of, you know, you and your story. Now you're going to have it. And uh, anyways, I'm excited because um, what, what this means. And by the way, that dropship is fucking gigantic. Uh, the Union class, by the way, it fits. 12 atlases it's they they did the inside and everything i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but i just did uh <laughs> oops uh it's it's a legit gi- freaking ginormous it's not going to be like your mech warrior 4 very first mission where you're in a shadow cat and you can take out a whole like starport full of dropships no you get your shit you know kicked in um uh so what do we know so far about it uh um, there's been a lot of articles, obviously, PC Gamer did one, a bunch of other ones. Um, I think they pretty much said, you know, Storyline 3015 all the way up to Pre-Clan Invasion. I think there was somewhere that said 3049-ish, somewhere, or 3048. Um, I think that's what the article said. Um, they're going to be, it is Unreal uh, 4. Um, aesthetically, you could see the difference when you're watching it. For those that were watching at home... When he's walking up to the Shadowhawk and he and he looks at the leg, you saw how clear and detailed the, the texture was. Obviously, they don't have to worry about, you know, host it, rewind, and all that. They can dump in the resources in that. Um, you know, it looks up and just those chills and... Yeah, so anyways... Uh, yeah, it, it was... It was a pretty big uh, thing. I mean, we knew it was going to be... We, it's one of those where, like, me as a player, my inner kid was like, holy shit. And, you know, you know, like, I knew you guys were going to have the reaction you did. But, you know, there's always that in the back of your head, like, oh, are they going to be excited as I am? You know, and 
Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the entire Metcon man was just. It was a roller coaster ride, and you know, unfortunately, those things come to an end, um, and we all have to go home and 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 uh, go to our daily lives. But I just wanted to say thank you to uh, everyone that I met, uh, and if I didn't get to meet you, I apologize. Uh, next year, hopefully, uh, you know, and we had we had people that drove twenty eight hours to be there. We had people that flew from the other side of the world. I, I had someone give me actual Swiss chocolate from the source the motherland of the chocolate itself thank you the eraser by the way um my wife said thank you as well um just the entire experience was phenomenal and um uh, the 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 base the bar has been set and i think so many of you guys um you know saw that as well and uh you know make sure you you know it's like i was telling the uh the 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 comp teams afterwards that you know all those guys were like oh my god this was this this surprised us this was fantastic and i you know again i remember talking to him and say you know what uh let people know let people know your experiences let people know everything and uh yeah so kudos to everyone that was there and shared that and more interviews with the people would be cool yeah yeah most definitely um so again, uh, there are definitely things that, uh, if and when 2017 is announced, we will definitely be uh, taking a look at and improving upon. And uh, yeah, so it was it was just an all day of just being a BattleTech fan, and since I've been 12, I've never had that sort of experience even at the steam launch party even at the launch party in san fran i i uh, this i think and we had a few people that were uh had been to san fran and this and of course i think it was just one of those where um it it was worlds and leagues ahead of, of what that experience was for what that was um but uh yeah so again um I don't think I'm missing anything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and ask you guys uh, questions in chat. Uh, feel free. Uh, just tag me at NGNGTV and I will uh, do my best to answer them. Um, oh, yeah. So, shit. I didn't even talk about uh, the other stuff that was presented. Uh, we have the new game mode, uh, two new game modes, uh, right? Assault and uh, Escort. Um on um, by the way the escort mission the atlas does have more survivability than normal uh people were wondering if it would have you know more structure i can confirm it does um it has some other tidbits as well um the assault game mode uh shit um what else do we got uh uh the cw uh changes that were coming we knew were coming um that that was the last round table so those changes are coming so i think a lot of people are going to enjoy those we'll have to dive in and take a look um and then one of the big ones i feel like is uh skill tree uh so much discussion about skill tree since it's uh uh came out um what are my initial thoughts um uh, i think it's a positive direction uh for the game now let me let me uh let me let me cover all the bases here just so um one you now are going to have to choose what do i pour the the sp and gxp into um so quirks are going the wayside but now as a timberwolf pilot keep it in mind i don't know if you've uh, uh thought about this but imagine dropping right now in the game with no basics done. That's how your mech is going to feel agility-wise. With You know what I'm saying? Like That's how it's going to feel. So as a Timberwolf pilot, are you going to dump your, your points into firepower and protection? Or are you going to dump them into agility? Or... What happens if, uh, you know, now that uh, modules and stuff are part, are you going to dump anything in Infotech? Seismic sensor, radar deprivation. Are you going to take away from your firepower potential, right, getting bonuses to radar deprivation, right? So 
there's some unique perspectives. We don't know all the details. We don't know if there will be certain trees locked out. Um, we don't, you know, to certain max. We, we don't know if it's all available to everyone. We don't know all the little details. And I think there will be a post uh, soon about that. Um, but this has the potential to dive into a little bit of like class specialty, you know, warfare. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Um, and then with that, what happens if, uh, what about, uh, inf- you know, Infotech to some extent, it, will you feel like it's worth it? If you're a, if you're a Kodiak or a Direwolf or an Atlas, um, do you go all ham, right? Do you, do you even worry about the agility aspects? Um, you know, and to me also what I look at is if if you take like the Locust 1V or, or a mech that really doesn't have a whole lot of firepower, you may not want to invest in firepower on this skill tree. You may want to go all agility and infotech. And someone's like, well, that that's not going to win you the, the, the match per se. But we all know how important popping a UAV is or having a lock on someone. Um, what happens if your sensor range isn't 800 meters anymore? You know, I mean, what happens if you have uh, certain mechs that can lock on to you, share information, you know, locate where you are, and you have, you know, uh, I just feel like seismic and radar depth and a lot of those modules were so powerful and having them, uh, their go-tos on a mech, and now you will have to decide, do I want those aspects or do I want agility, protection, firepower? I, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be unique. Um, I feel like, uh, that it's going to open the doors to the, the min max nature. I don't know if it'll be just straight because again, like I said, agility, imagine where your mech is before you basic anything. That's the baseline of a mech is. We know how, how sluggish is a mech. So are, do you want that uh, sort of agility, uh, or do you want the, the, you know, faster responsiveness? Anyways, it's it's it, to me it's really unique. I'm looking forward to it. now. Uh, I know there's a lot of discussion on how much uh, you know how many nodes nodes there are, how much GXP or you know XP would it take to unlock. And I'll tell you this, guys, uh, you can't unlock everything. You will not be able to do that. You will have finite amount of points to invest in. So if you do go all ham into just firepower nodes and and protection you're not going to go all the way down the trees and, and, and fill them out. And you can't, it's, it think it, we have to move away away of the, the mastery idea, right? You can't master a mech anymore. That's not how this, this system works. Um, it's if you go all down the firepower tree for whatever reason, you invest all of your points into just all those you're done. That's all the points that you have. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot of questions that uh, I know um, out there, and I know a lot of them will be answered in a post. But I'm really excited just for the fact of uh, you know what this potentially means for uh, you know class and specialty warfare, um, and the the I guess the the ability to you know go off there, and of course. What does this mean to, you know, um, classes and specialties and sort of roles, right? So. Um, let's see. Leon's Duffelman asks, uh, so with Quirks being the one thing that kept IS competitive and it's with its removal, any idea about clan versus IS uh, on that one? I think it's fair to say that if anything this will be a great opportunity to see actually where IS and clan balance is. Now, we haven't really been able to see this uh, for a while now. And I think one thing the community will have to be aware of is when the skill tree goes live, and because all quirks, and even on, on clan, most some of the worst mechs as far as performance were clan, or our clan mechs, um... I think this will allow us to see where the baseline is and the players will have to understand and also PGI needs to be very, very clear of saying 
this is like phase one. We get it. There, there's going to be issues. We understand it. We're going to try to fix them as, as soon as possible. But where is the balance between Clan and IS Max? Flat out. Not worried about the the, the minutia that is, you know, mechs between mechs. Because, again, that's, that's something that's always going to be there. But where is Clan versus IS balance altogether? And I think this is a great opportunity to finally tune that. Um, so we don't have these huge gaps. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, uh, Leon. I think it's going to be very pertinent, especially with CW uh, changes coming. But that being said is um, instead of having a few layers of things on top, now it just strips it out. Let's, let's, let's fix those base systems and let's go from there. Um, let me see. Let me scroll up here. I don't want to miss anybody's questions. Um... Uh, Skyhawk says, why should I buy a $20, $35 mech pack with five, four to five mechs when I just need one because of the new skill tree? Actually, that's a good question. Um, you know, that actually opens the door to do we need mech packs of where they are right now, how they're done? And actually, that I think that's a that's a good conversation question when we do the um, we're going to do another town hall, um, I think possibly within a week or two. Uh, before the holidays with Russ. Um, and I think that's a very good question because it opens opportunities to say, whereas before, you know, you, you wanted to come out with, uh, well, mech with at least four, right? Three basics and a hero. Do we need that sort of system anymore? And I'll even go out on a limb and say, what happens if, would it be crazy to say, uh, Maybe if you took a particular chassis or variant that had mechs that were very, very similar, like Stalker. We have two Stalkers that there's one difference. One has AMS, the other one doesn't. Do we really need that second one? Um, so there there are questions like that. Uh, I think it, without being tied into having three of each, um, it allows uh, those type of, uh, you know... Uh, Maybe they come out with a, 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 you know, hey, buy this one variant, you know, uh, specialty, stuff like that. I don't know. That's actually a very good question. Um, why should we lose skill points when we want to respect that makes testing new loadouts very expensive? I agree. Um, I think uh, that that topic specifically, um, that can be very penalizing towards new players. Um, I understand you need a C, C bill and, and a GXP sync per se. I, and of course, we've already seen sort of the the kickback from players and discussions as far as the uh, respec in general. But I feel like that's a discussion, and I know I'm going to be bringing that personally up with Russ on the round um, the town hall as well. So, um, you know that that should be it should be one of those where it's more about convenience and free to play titles. And what I mean by this, and for those that don't know, okay, so you take the skill tree. Let's just say you had that uh, that Jenner, you know, seven up. And uh, you did the whatever setup on it and you spec'd it. Well, basically what, you know, he's asking is, uh, and at least the answers we have so far, is that it will cost you C bills to get rid of a node, but then you lose the XP you invested. And how I look at it is you may want two Jenners with two separate nodes. And so let's just say I use this Jenner for, this is like the go-to setup always, but I want to screw around. Well, as a convenience factor, even if you have one, it means you have to go in there and you have to take the time to move around the nodes and whatever, right? That That's the convenience factor, sort of the idea of. Um, whereas in this case, with what we've, we've had explained, is it would actually, you would lose XP. Well, obviously that's not pertinent, right? You wouldn't want to do that. So I think that's really the question um, is, uh, Jalliker, is uh, should it, just be more of a convenience factor to where you know maybe i have a timberwolf prime and that timberwolf prime has two peeps and a goss and i have my one skill tree set up for that right now convenience factor i want to switch over to uh uh uh, uh four srm or 4s and and uh, small pulse lasers well the convenience factor is if i have two of them then I can have a, a separate, you know, spreadsheet, uh, s- separate skill tree to be able to do whatever I want. Uh, but if I don't, for the convenience factor, I only own one, I'll have to take the time to, like, go in there and mess around, right? Convenience factor. But you're not necessarily 
uh, held back by the respec of like uh, C bills or losing at GXP. I think that's what a lot of people would rather have. Is it's just it's just a time commitment. Like, and a lot of people I think would still own two Timberwolves just for that reason. Some people wouldn't, right? Um, but uh, it's about convenience. Like, oh well, then I would have to have a second one, which means C bill investment for the mech, uh, MC for the mech bay. Some people that wouldn't be worth worth enough, but then some people I think would. So, uh, does that answer your question? Um, I think. Let me know if it does. Let me go up here. Uh, let's see. Highlander and Victor's better get some great jump jet skills at AGNG TV. I feel like jump jets uh, just need a little bit of an overhaul in general, CK, um, and it just. Let's be honest. The 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 Victor and Highlander when they came out were unique in their own right because you had uh, an assault that could pop tart and you had an assault that could pop tart and was relatively fast with the Victor. Um, the jump jet nerfs that happened directly affected those, and then also we have other mechs that have came out that have sort of surpassed them in performance. And I feel like that's another uh, conversation. Um, let's see here. Oh, and, uh, okay, gotcha. Um, I think another thing to, to talk about is um, uh, champion mechs, trial mechs, if you will. I think what could be done, too, is that, let's just say, um, let's take the, uh, uh, let's take the Timberwolf, right? The dual large pulse, three ER medium, four ER medium Timberwolf, right, as a trial mech. Uh, the cool thing that I look at as the new skill tree is that, uh, those would already be hard coded locked in. So, uh, like you would take the min max setup of a Timberwolf, in this case, dual large pulse, three or four mediums, and that the skill tree would already be filled out for the player. Now, where this is different than the current is that if a, if a new player comes in here and uses a, a, a trial mech, they get no bonuses on the skill tree right now, right? Because you can't mess with the skill tree. So, I feel like that's another bonus that could uh, potentially help new players is that. Um, the skill trees are already done for that particular build of that min-max setup for trial max. I think that would be huge, and I don't see why we shouldn't be able to do that. Um, and I know I'll be passing that information on. Um, I was having that conversation about trials, and I feel like, uh, and again, that sort of means, uh, you know, however min-max setup the node system for uh, skill tree can go, um, any trial mech coming in here should already have that done for them. And it shouldn't be like zero. Like you shouldn't have to deal with not having any uh, skill points in that. Uh, Bandit, I just talked about that. I feel like um, I, I know exactly how the community feels and I agree with them. So I feel like that's more of a um, discussion for Russ on the town hall. I literally, I just talked about that though. But uh, for those that are listening on YouTube or SoundCloud, who's asking about, uh, did I already talk about the losing XP if uh, you reset it with Seabills and Skill Tree? Um, but yeah, guys, if you have any more questions, again, continue to tag me at, at NGNGTV in uh, chat and I'll try to answer them from my perspective. Let me go up here. Um, Spiral Face says, I need to ask the most important question. Is Pirate Phil going to make an appearance at MechCon next year? No. Uh, just a heads up, and obviously you guys that come here every single day, um, I do not, uh, I will not be streaming and drinking. Uh, that's a personal choice, but also me and Darren talked about it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like my job, and, uh, you know, when you're drunk sometimes, you know, well, when you're drunk, you don't always have control. And you may say stupid shit or do stupid shit. So uh, you will not see Pirate Phil. If I'm not streaming uh, and at just MechCon, well, I'll always be working at MechCon if there's another one. But uh, if there's an event of some sort where I'm not working, that's a different question. But uh, yeah, so hopefully that answers your question, uh, Spiral. Um. <laughs> But overall, um, it's been it's been fantastic uh, week. Uh, like I said, it goes by like a blur, and uh, you know you're like, okay, um, let's see. Sorry, I was called away for a sec, uh, and this is from uh, Areka Suni. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly. It says uh, that was my biggest worry when I saw a skill tree. Doesn't it make variants kind of pointless uh, in a lot of cases? For instance, why have more than one Black Knight if they're all identical? 
Uh, sorry if this has been answered. Well, no, not necessarily. I think this brings up more of a question of um, are your variants different enough? I, hunchbacks are a great example. You have the 4G, the 4SP, right? Um, the 4J, uh, you know, I mean, those in itself are very, very different. But then you do get into Macs that are very similar. And that's why I propose the question. Should PGI consider, now that they don't have the, that three, you know, mech to master, should they look at mechs that have multiple, multiple variants that are so damn similar that there's no point? I.e., there's trebuchets like that. There's stalkers like that. Uh, um, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if all that distinguishes a mech from another variant is it has AMS and it doesn't have AMS, should they just remove it? Um, and, you know, uh, so anyways, those are the type of questions i say at least have that conversation, I guess. Um, but then also going into the future, they can be very selective on what variants and, and mechs they want to bring in. They no longer have to create mechs just to create them uh, to get three or four uh, you know, variants. Like, for instance, the Marauder 2C coming out. Now, with this type of system, uh, there may only be canon of two. Well, technically, they could bring out just two Marauder 2Cs, right? Technically. Uh, does that make sense, uh SUNY, hopefully that answers your question. All right, let me just uh, go over here. Probably give it uh, probably like two more questions, and then I'm going to go to wrap it up, considering I've been going over an hour. Uh, Mama Bear isn't here, though. But uh, by the way, that picture is fantastic. Like, uh, I think, uh, was it uh, Zuif? Zof, by the way, it was awesome meeting you. He is literally the cuddliest little bear ever. Like he is the sweetest dude. He, that care, he is who he is online. He there's totally candy in the legs. It, that's all I gotta say. He is, he's he's there. Yeah. Um, but that is a fantastic picture. Why does he always get the good pictures? Like I've got a picture of me eating a cookie. Like, and he's like up there, looks all professional. Just saying. Cookies are better anyway. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it, it was a whirlwind. Uh, you know, this next next patch, really looking forward to uh, to to diving in here. Um, the new game modes. I'm interested to see how the assault plays out. Um, and of course, you know, also um, when we move into next uh, next year, 2017, what that what that's going to mean for. Um, you know the skill tree and 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 class and specialty and stuff, and then obviously what that does to the game. So I think that'll be uh that'll be quite quite fun to watch. Well, you play a cicada, kind of a cookie. Mix. This is true. This is true. Um, yeah, guys, I just want to say thank you for coming out here. Hopefully, you enjoyed the solo Phil rant podcast uh, again. Um, Darren does not feel well. He uh he was not able. We were actually supposed to record last night, and he was like, you know, hey, I, I don't feel too well. I've got my daughter's birthday. Let me let me try for tomorrow. And I sent him a, a text, and he was like, "No, nah, it's not happening." I I feel and look like shit. So, um, again, Mama Bear, hopefully you feel better if you're listening. He may not be. He may be asleep. But uh, just want to say, uh, uh, great job up there, Metcon. And of course, before we wrap up here, I just want to say thank you so much for being an amazing community. Quick shout-outs to all the teams involved throughout the year of the tournament. Uh, huge shout-outs to EMP, Eon, and, of course, 228. You guys did fantastic. It was awesome watching you guys play and, of course, to meet you guys. Uh, huge shout-outs to PGI and all the staff behind the scenes. Uh, just the amount of work that went into MechCon logistics. Uh, Matt Newman, you are and can, will continue to be just fantastic. Thank you, man, for all the work you do. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, just to the community out there. Yeah, you guys, thank you so much for being who you are and the positivity you bring to just 
us daily here, and I saw that at MechCon too. So, anyways, guys, uh, shout out to, of course, all of our new listeners, new and old. If you're new to the channel, make sure to click that follow button. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, we've got all those links down below. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to all of our supporters, subscribers out there. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for uh, supporting us here at uh, NGNG TV and of course our patrons as well um, and, and uh, yeah as always it's been a pleasure guys uh, we will be back next Wednesday unless Darren's still sick which I hope not um, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully have HBS on before uh, the, the um, their open beta or closed beta and I know we're going to be having a town hall I think it might be next week so in yeah, I'll let you guys know. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's next week, um, but I'll let you guys know. But uh, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. Until next time, MechWarriors. Peace. No, Darren. It feels so weird. <laughs>